You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two, episode 13. Wilson Contreras turns heel. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on all the socials. Fly the W670 on Twitter and Instagram and fly the W on Facebook or email us at fly the W670 at gmail.com. I'm Dustin Rhodes, executive producer of the Mully and Haw Show. We are on weekdays from 5.30 until 10. Of course, 670 the score, your radio home for Cubs baseball. And as always, I'm joined by Crawley. Crawley, happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, but I'm fired up, Dustin. I'm fired up about Wilson's heel turn. I'll, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I don't think it's a huge surprise, but uh, some of the uh, some of the comments and some of the feelings might be a bigger surprise. Right. Uh, so if everyone remembers, obviously, uh, on December 7th, Wilson Contreras spends his entire 14-year career with the Cubs, signs an $87.5 million contract with the rival St. Louis Cardinals. And in my opinion, Dustin, when the news broke, Wilson seemed to say the right things, right? He thanking the Cub fan, excited about his role, you know. But for me, if you grew up watching professional wrestling, right, you know that you have the established good guy. They call it the baby face <laughs> or the face. And you have the bad guy, the heel. And in wrestling, when the good guy joins the dark side, that is known as a heel turn. And for me, after this weekend, Wilson has made that heel turn. We all remember Wilson's debut with the Cubs. Uh, he, he actually first came in June 17th, 2016 in the ninth inning of a game. He came in and caught an inning, but his first at bat on June 19th, Wilson comes into the game, in the sixth inning to pinch hit for Kyle Hendricks. And he hit a home run on the first pitch that he saw. Um, during that season, that magical season, remember Wilson was a starting catcher in five out of the seven world series games and appeared in six out of the seven games. Uh, he was a three-time All-Star for the Cubs in 2018, 2019, and 2020. Uh, we all know he played with his heart on his sleeve, and we remember that mammoth bat flip uh, home run after a home run against the White Sox, Dylan Cease, and the numerous run-ins he had with the Milwaukee Brewers pitching staff, <laughs> where he absolutely was a heel. Um, and after the 2021 trade deadline fire sale, which saw core players like Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant and Javi Baez traded out of Chicago, Wilson became the face of the franchise, right? Uh, I mean, we had a lot of great memories with Wilson, you know? Tons of great memories, right? He'll always be, as uh, some would put it, my backstop, if you will. Um, but I, I, I hold judgment on that as we see how 
um, crazy he gets over this Cubs uh, Cardinals rivalry. Yeah, and despite everything he did, all his accomplishments, there were always kind of some grumblings in the background. And when the wheels started falling off the Cubs in 2021, uh, and all of a sudden the team just went in a deep skid after that combined no hitter, um, there was a game after uh, where Wilson ripped his teammates after the game as a six nothing loss to St. Louis of all teams, and it was their 13th loss in 15 games. And Wilson said, "Quote: It's really hard, especially when you want to win." He speculated that everyone was off because they were distracted by the all-star break approaching Monday. We have to win as a team, but also I cannot ask everyone to play like I do or to play like Baez and I play. Everyone is different. I know they might be tired, but I'm here to win. I'm here to compete, and that's what I like to get from everyone else. I think there's a lot going on. There are a lot of things I'd like to say, but I'd rather keep it to myself than say it. And... You know, when he kind of signaled that him and Javi are trying and everybody else wasn't. Yeah, that's not a good that's not a good teammate. I mean, you can have that attitude inside the clubhouse and you can get after your teammates if you feel that way. But to bring that out publicly to the press, not a good look. And, and that's what David Ross said afterwards when he was trying to defuse the situation, which he said, I think what he said last night needs to be said in-house and not to the media. I think he understands that and I think it was a good lesson, but I think good is going to come from it if that makes any sense. But I don't think good really did come from it, to be honest. I don't think he learned a lesson from that, Dustin. I don't think he thought he was wrong on that. Oh, he definitely didn't think he was wrong. No. I mean, maybe he learned that he shouldn't say that in public, but he definitely didn't uh, He definitely didn't think he was wrong. Now, Wilson came into the 2022 season without an extension, and he made it clear numerous times that he wanted to stay with the Cubs. And as the Cubs played their last game before the trade deadline at Wrigley Field, Wilson and the Cub fans were both very emotional, obviously. And after the game before the trip, Wilson said, I wish this day never came, but it's about business. I understand that. I respect that. I love my team. I love my teammates most. I don't want to get too attached to them because you never know what's going to happen next week or this week, even in San Francisco. But it's been a tough couple days for me. But if you remember him and Wils- him and Ian Happ hugging each other in the uh, dugout, neither of them were traded. Now, we did find out later that the Cubs and Astros had agreed on a one-for-one trade with the Astros for starting pitcher Jose Urquindy at the deadline, but that was shot down by Houston owner Jim Crane, and partially because of Dusty Baker didn't want to add someone new to the mix, especially someone that didn't know the pitching staff, right? Right. And so, Another reason not to like Dusty Baker, I guess. Always, yes. I don't even need any more reasons, but we'll put it in on the list. Now, Wilson would finish the game with the Cubs. He gets one last standing ovation on the last game of the season. I was there. Writing was on the wall. The Cubs gave him the qualifying offer, one year, $19.65 million. He turns it down. And this is where we get into the, the free agent market. We know that there were three teams that offered Wilson the long-term contract he was looking for. The Cardinals, the Astros, and a mystery team. And Wilson chose to sign with the Cardinals. And at the time, Dustin, you and I covered this extensively on this podcast. I thought it was because the Cardinals would offer Wilson more playing time as an everyday catcher since the Astros already had one in Martin Maldonado and St. Louis needed to replace Yadi Molina after his retirement. Dustin, you said that you thought he was trying to get back at the Cubs. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Now I'm starting to question myself, Dustin. Yeah, I think he definitely, you know, we talk about it all the time on the show, players using outside elements to motivate themselves to play. And there is no doubt that he can use his um, getting, you know, in his mind, 
shortchanged by the Cubs, and he wants to go down to St. Louis, and he wants to have as many opportunities to play the Cubs and to show the Cubs that, hey, you guys messed up. I'm the man, and you don't have the man anymore. And now I am, as uh, one guy, uh, I'll leave his name out of it, said, now you know he fancies himself as being on the right side of the Cubs-Cardinals rivalry. I'm glad you bring that up. Now, Wilson is not the first Cub to switch to, from the Cubby Blues to the Cardinals Red. No, uh, no. Obviously, Lou Brock, that was a trade in the 60s. Jose Cardinal and Bruce Suter in the 70s. People forget Rick Sutcliffe did, too, in the 80s, and Lee Smith. Um, he, but Wilson wasn't even the first member of the 2016 team to cross over to the dark side. Dexter Fowler chose there, signed a big free agent contract, very similar to Wilson's contract. And John Lester was traded there to end his career. Most of the players, though, say the usual baseball tropes, right? I'm just happy to be here. I want to help the team whichever way I can. And the player you mentioned, Ryan Terrio, did encourage. the Do we have to mention his name? Do we have to mention his name? You can't quiet the riot, right? Um, He incurred the wrath of Cub fans when he joined the Cardinals and said, I'm finally on the right side of the Cubs-Cardinals rivalry. And so, like I said, Dustin, you know, I read the article that Wilson put out in the Players' Tribune where he thanked the team and all the great memories and the organization and how he was looking forward to, you know, helping his new team. It, it, It was vanilla. I didn't see anything bad when he did that in the Players' Tribune. But shortly after that, a bunch of things kind of start to come out after that. One was an article from St. Louis beat writer John Denton, and it tells the story. We all heard it before. Wilson had brought it up how he was injured on September 4th, but traveling with the team. He was recovering from that ankle injury from the Field of Dreams game. And he was there when uh, Albert Pujols hit his 695th career home run against the Cubs. Oh, never mind. Uh, career home run, not against just the Cubs. But, um, you know, he's about how much he liked how Yachty and Pujols were embraced and celebrated, which had me wondering, well, wasn't he embraced and celebrated here by the fans? Like, how is that? I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean, he, 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 had, he, he can't be mad at the, the Cub fans. Right. And so after the game was over, that game, apparently Yadi Molina autographed a jersey for Wilson, a, a Cardinals jersey, and had a note on it and had a clubby deliver it to Wilson. Okay. And on that article, it said, this is, or on the, um, on the jersey, it said, this is my last year. You are the future. And he sat there and he told his agent, I know the money might be more in other places, but if you can make it happen with the Cardinals, I want to be part of that. And so I don't know if there's any tampering rules in baseball. I've never thought of it, but okay. Well, not, from play, not from player to player, I don't think, right? That's more right. Just, that's more just recruiting, <laughs> right? But that's another thing. Wilson's the type of guy who you know eats that stuff up. He loves when somebody wants him. So that's right. why that makes all the sense in the world. Right. And 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 from coming from your idol and getting that jersey that says that, I mean, it was very clear that he wants to go. Now, this tweet just came out recently from beat writer Brandon Schlafer. It said, chatting with Cardinal fans at a local Juniper eatery. Obviously, the Cardinals uh, do their spring training out there in Florida. They regaled over hearing a fan tell Wilson Contreras they were sending a photo of him to their Cubs fan friend who would cry upon seeing it. As the story goes, Wilson replied, they're going to be crying for a long time. It's like wrestling, like you mentioned earlier. I mean, this is, it's like script writing. It's exactly, that's exactly what I would expect to hear from Wilson Contreras. Exactly what I would expect to hear from him. 
And on Saturday, Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic dropped a story titled, Wilson Contreras Determined to Silence the Critics with Cardinals. The article is full of anonymous quotes, angry responses from Wilson. And as I said before, it is clear that this has become personal to Wilson. And so Rosenthal writes, Contreras' approach occasionally frustrated Cubs manager David Ross, a former catcher, and the team's coaching staff, according to sources with knowledge of the situation who are granted anonymity to speak candidly. Contreras prepared. He worked hard, but he did not always prepare and work the way the coaches wanted. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. So that's kind of a complaint that the staff. So he's had. Not, he, he was he was uncoachable, right? I always that, I always thought that there was always a, an issue between Ross and Contreras, and that goes back to the playing days, right? It, it's um, you know I'm sure Contreras was upset any day that he wasn't able to catch and that David Ross was catching, and uh, I'm sure those guys were competing with each other. And and I think that that. With David Ross, there was a way that he expected people to act and behave around the clubhouse. And I think that that didn't rub exactly with Wilson's way of doing things. And so Wilson replied to that and he said, listening to those things, it's really tough. I was there for six years. I prepared myself the same way every day. I think I did everything right. That's what I told the Cubs the day I walked out of there, that I was going to walk out with my head held up high because I knew during the six years I was there, I did my best to make everyone better, right? And so... I don't know. You know, he, he talks about the problems of last season and, and kind of the difficulty and, and with the new pitching staff. And he said, people don't really know what happened here. I had to adjust to the pitchers. I didn't want them to do whatever I thought was right. I had to let them be myself. I didn't want to be a dictator, tell them what to do. A lot of times I'd rather they figure out things for themselves. So it looks to me like the Cubs had an approach that they wanted Wilson to take with those players. Wilson would kind of go off script, okay? And so I think that, to me, when, when, when they have this idea of what they expected Wilson to do and all of a sudden in the game that's not happening, I can tell you from what I know that the Cubs are very diligent in their preparations on their game planning. This goes back to the Mike Borzello days um, when, when, when he was an important part of kind of setting up the game plan for the pitchers and catchers. Chris Young's a big part of that. Tommy Hadovy's a big part of that. So they have a plan. So if Wilson was kind of going off that plan, I think that that was obviously a clear issue. Oh, there's no, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> there's no doubt about it. And so what we know as a fact and what we talked about on the show is, is that, you know, uh, the ERAs for most of the players – were not as good when Wilson was behind the plate, and they had a lot more success with Wilson with uh, Jan Gomes. Jan Gomes, right? Yep. Right, and so that you know, from the you know, unanimous source, anonymous sources that you're looking here, you know, that kind of was it right there. Is a prominent reason why it is believed that the Cubs were eager to part with Contreras as a catcher was due to the way he handled the team's pitching staff, and so they figure that the num the pitchers are going to be much better with Gomes and Barnhart than they were with Wilson behind the plate. 
So I don't know, Dustin. I, I feel like he, you know, with Wilson, a lot of what he's saying, he, he's fired up. He wants to beat the Cubs. Oh, there's there's not a, there's not a shadow of a doubt he wants to beat the Cubs. Um, you know, the other thing is, I wonder if any of the new rules that are coming in this year, if that had partly to do with Wilson Contreras not being in the Cubs' plans, maybe. Um, may, maybe none of the pitchers, you know, were going to bat, for lack of a better term, for Wilson Contreras. Maybe all the, all the pitchers told the Cubs staff, you know, as they talked, that they'd rather not throw to him. And so that would be really damning, right? I mean, if all the pitchers are against you, why would the organization keep you around, especially at the price point that he wants to be paid at? Right. Now, as far as the new rules, that did, I was, I am curious about that because one of the biggest new rules that we talked about on the last podcast is the uh, pitch clock and the disengagement. You can't keep stepping off the rubber, right? And you can't, you can only throw over twice, right? So what was Wilson's strength as a catcher? He wasn't that good of a game caller. He was a bad framer or a, a below average framer. Let's just put it that. But his strength was his arm. Okay. Yep. And with the running game, apparently going to be playing a much bigger part in, in what they're trying to do in baseball, Wilson could be a huge asset. And the other thing that Wilson was always very good at was that back pick, right? Excellent so, at the back pick, right? Yeah. Let's say that, you, you know, your, your pitcher is thrown over twice. Well, you know, the runner then is going to try to take the biggest lead he can because the pitcher can't throw over anymore. I don't know, and I think we probably need to get some clarification on this. If the pitcher disengages twice, we know he can't throw over anymore. He can, but he has to get him out, otherwise it's a balk, right? But what about the catcher? Can he throw to first? Interesting question, yeah. That's a good right? question. I'm going to have to ask somebody about that, yeah. So, so, you know, the pitcher can't throw over anymore unless he risks a walk. But that's not to, so that's going to make the back pick an even more important move is to be able to shoot down there so that, you know, who knows? It, but but I think it's going to be a big part of it. The other thing about the rules that people are wondering is when there is going to be the automatic ball and strike system. Uh, we talked about how on the in the fall league, they had the challenge system. So it wasn't an automatic ball strike system, but rather, you know, you could challenge balls and strikes and there would be a video review and it happens really quick on the Jumbotron, less than less than 20 seconds it took, roughly. So uh, I would say that I don't think they're going to get rid of umpires anytime soon, in my opinion. I don't think, I think balls and strikes are going to continue to be called by umpires. I don't think they're going to go with robot technology. Yes, you have your bad umpires. I'm looking at you, Angel Hernandez. Um, you know, as, as Mongo McMichael would say, but you know, um, I, I would say that most, we, we saw it, right. Most of the umpires do pretty good. You know, they're pretty darn accurate. And, and, and we talked about how umpires that are the best need to be rewarded and get the best assignments in the postseason, Right. Um, I think that those umpires make the game, you know, they call the game pretty accurate, like 96, 97% accuracy, which is not bad. And if you have that uh, challenge system where, the remember, only the pitcher, the catcher, or the hitter could call it, right? Could call for it. It's immediate. You have to tap your helmet, and then they check, and that's it, and you only have a couple per game. So my opinion is, is that's going to stay. So framing is still going to be a part of the game, in my opinion, at least – for the next three years. I don't think it's going anywhere. After three years, I'm not sure. Yeah, so, it's going to take some time. Right, no doubt about that. I, I, you know, And you saw what they did. All the new rules that they put in, they tested in the minor for at least a year. And with the technology needed for that automatic strike zone, I think they are already trying it. 
but before they implement it into implement it into the majors are going to want to implement it to the full minors you know what i'm saying yeah so i think it's a few years away so i am i'm i'm I am, I'm still undecided. I, I said I would never boo Wilson, which I'm not going to when he comes for his first game with the Cardinals. I will cheer him being a member of the 2016 Cubs. And remember, if the Cubs wanted, they could have kept him. That's what Wilson wanted. Um, it was the Cubs that chose not to sign him. So there is that part of me that kind of keeps that in the back of my head. But at the same time, if he's going to be talking a lot of smack about the Cubs and the Cubs organization, I'm going to have my limits, Dustin. Right now, we brought we talked about this on the Mullion Haw show last week. I mean, obviously they're going to have to give him a video tribute when when they come to town. Um, obviously, people are going to decide whether to um, you know clap or boo him, stand up or not. I, I had said I think at this moment I would stand up probably with a beer in my hand and I would raise my glass of beer to him. That that's what I would do. I wouldn't boo. I wouldn't necessarily cheer out loud. But um, he definitely still has the respect. And after watching all those videos in that montage, that might get me to, you know, raise the glass even a little bit higher. Well, I think we put this out to our listeners, Dustin. We'll, we'll put a poll question out and, and we can ask Cub fans how they feel and how they're going to react when Wilson has his first at bat as a member of the evil St. Louis Cardinals. Evil. <laughs> I love it. Evil. <laughs> 